Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, guys, welcome in on this Wednesday. It is November the uh, 13th, and we are certainly doing our best to help you navigate through what is a unbelievably crazy time of year. 61 college basketball games last night, two Mac action football games. You had nine, that's right, count them, nine NHL games, eight NBA games, and heck, we're just getting started. It's now Wednesday, so we'll have 44 more college basketball games to go with. We'll have uh, six NBA games, five NHL games, and again, two Mac action football games tonight to help navigate and make it, well, make it rain for you on this Wednesday. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. It is the grid, sportsgrid.com. And uh, a lot to get to tonight. Of course, there was a major upset in college basketball again. Anytime, you know, a team from Evansville, Indiana can walk into Rupp Arena and up in Calipari and uh, Kentucky, eh, somebody made some money last night because, you know, somebody in Evansville had a ticket since congratulations, Indiana. You have legal sports wagering. So congratulations to them. I can assure you there was somebody in a book somewhere in Indiana that went, yeah, give me Emsville. They'll go ahead and be Kentucky. Uh, but again, it's only a weekend. There are some trends that we noticed about college hoops. We'll share that information. Dane, we talked about the three-point line being moved back. Well, as it turns mm-hmm. out, scoring actually unders uh, over 60% thus far have been cashing. So it's certainly something to keep an eye on as we move forward here. And of course, we'll keep you posted as those trends continue to evolve. So will your sports investing when it comes to college hoops uh but speaking of college the two crazy football games last night we'll talk about but let's start off with the college football playoff and the committee because once again people are pissed off and i'm not sure and i i guess it's our time to jump in again dane and remind people that guys nothing that is on this current list means a damn thing that's right if you are one of those people who are pissed, which is usually happening between four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that ballpark, the good news is, I think, there are of this list, Dane, the four teams that currently are listed all control their own destiny. And if you're a college football program, isn't that really just what you want this time That's of year to control your own destiny? That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, Joe. You have to assume... Like, you don't look at this list. You said it before. You look at this list and see where do you think you will wind up when you assume you win out. That's how you have to look at it. Because quite frankly, if you're, you know, three, four, five, six, whatever, and you don't win out, you ain't got no chance anyway. So you have to assume you're going to win out. And that's why, to me, even as far back as, oh, definitely for me, Oregon, Utah, maybe even Minnesota, you know, but I think everybody has a chance if they win out, interestingly enough, with the lone exception of the Crimson Tide. 
Yeah, and they, you know, it's a good point because they're really the only ones that need major things to happen, right? Yeah, because they won't talking... have a conference championship game. Right, exactly. And that's what makes it unique about Georgia. Listen, Georgia's playing Auburn this weekend, guys, okay? If they lose, guess what happens? Then they're, they're not anywhere in this conversation next week. If they win, well, then on tap is going to be in all likelihood a meeting with LSU and the SEC championship. So Georgia, you win, you're in, right? That's going to be the whole thing. The real question is you had Minnesota who beat number four, Penn State. They were at number 17 last week, Dane, in this committee. They moved up nine spots to number eight. We have never seen in the playoff committee era, we've never seen a team jump nine spots like that before. And yet people in Minnesota are still bitching and moaning, thinking they should be higher than that. But they haven't played anybody. Their their best win was against Penn State at home. So, you know, there's you, you can still I think they still have a shot. Right. Beat Ohio State. Isn't that it? They ain't just beat That's Ohio right. State. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't look at it right now. You have to assume your team will win out. And if you're yes. a Gopher fan, if they won out, it would include a win against number one or two Ohio State in the Big Ten yep. championship game. And that would be enough after the SEC devours itself, after either Oregon or Utah gets a loss, you know, and they say they respected the win against Penn State. Let me tell you something. They'll respect the win against the Buckeyes. What you would have to do is go out and get it. Go out, beat Ohio State and everyone else, and I actually think even Minnesota would wind Mm -hmm. up in the top four. To be quite honest, the first team I think, besides Alabama we talked about, is, is good old Lisa and her Sooners, because Oklahoma, I don't think I can say that about Oklahoma and anybody lower. If yeah, they want out, if Oklahoma even wins out, including right. a Big 12 championship game, yep. they may not make it. I think yep. that is the line. They would yep. not make it. And really, it's the uh, the Pac-12 is in all likelihood. I think they'd be the first in, first out. So if, if Oregon, let's say, wins out, you'll have a yep. Pac-12 champion – and yep. again, if anything happens to Georgia, you know, do you want an, a one-loss Alabama team or do you want a Pac-12 one-loss Oregon team? And that's where it's going to start getting interesting, Dane, is now yeah. how does the committee, Alabama wins out, they're one loss, right? Yep. Oregon wins out, they're one loss, but they're a conference champion. They're but a conference again, champion. it's Alabama. Uh, so, and we've seen it. Don't forget, two years ago, they lost two games. They weren't in the conference championship. They came in at number four, and they won a national championship. So that's right. They they don't view the committee. At least they haven't in years past. It is a whole new committee, guys. They they're not. It's not all the same guys. They didn't look at conference championships and put that much weight on it, Dane. Yeah, I mean, you're right, but it is a different committee, and that's why I said going into this. Rankings, I said the key will be if Alabama is ahead or behind the Pac-12 champions, right? That's what we were talking about. It turns out they are just ahead of, you know, the Pac-12, which to me is Oregon Mm -hmm. and Utah, because, you know, whoever wins that is the team we're talking about, right? And it would be interesting, Joe, if let's say things hold to script, right? And you have LSU, Ohio State, Clemson as obvious. And if that is obvious, that means Georgia has a loss in the SEC championship game, let's say. Right. And if Oregon or Utah win out and are the Pac-12 champions, I personally would put a conference champion over a team that didn't even, wasn't even good enough to play for the right to win their conference championship. But... 
We'll see. That would be the one. That would be the one. Alabama over a Pac-12 champion. Most deserving versus best. The argument rages on, guys. What do you you want? Yep. Well, the committee's going to have to figure it out. We'll break it down even further, though. Coming up next here, let's make it rain this hour. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Get on the grid, sportsgrid.com. We'll make it rain. At least we'll do our best to. He is Dane Martinez. I'm Joe Ranieri. And uh, yes, the uh, the grumblings are happening already in the college football ranks. But Monster Weekend this weekend. And, you know, Dane, you and I are, we both root for chaos. We love chaos. You know it. Every, every chance. I mean, hell, I mean, we were in June. What was that that NL wildcard thing? We were trying to figure out scenarios to blow the whole damn thing up at the All-Star Wild break. Wildcard doubleheader? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we were breaking it down. We want chaos. For sure. And I got to tell you, there it could start this weekend. Mm. Yes, Alabama is number five, and people are bent, but they only lost by what? Four or five points at home, yeah, too. They still yeah. dropped a 40 points. So it, it's not – nobody, I think, is going to argue that Alabama – from the entire roster, coaching on down, is not one of the best teams in the country. Of course they are. But sure. the argument will be best versus most deserving. But it'll also be, in best case scenario, and this is what's happening this weekend, Georgia's playing Auburn. If mm. Auburn is to beat Georgia. Yep. And the then Georgia wins the week, SEC championship game. Yeah, well, the following week, Auburn plays Alabama. Mm-hmm. So now, if you have a situation where, listen, Auburn, um, let's say they, um, let's say they win the game, then they get trounced. Let's say they sneak by Georgia, and then they beat them by forty points. That being Alabama, yeah. you are slowly, surely making. You're working that the angle in the three to four games left. You're giving yeah. them an opportunity. I think Auburn is the key. I was yeah. to, to begin the chaos this weekend okay. against uh, against Georgia. Joe, it's even deeper than that, Joe. I thought you were going to say something even more. Auburn is the key. You know what else, Joe? Auburn beat Oregon in the opener. Yes, that's exactly correct. Okay, so (laughs) Auburn is so the key because we're talking about Alabama, you know, on balance and against Oregon potentially, right? Mm -hmm. And what happens if Oregon lost to Auburn by six points on a neutral field in week one, Mm -hmm. and then with that common opponent, Alabama gets a W against them. At Mm -hmm. that point, you know, you can say, oh, Alabama doesn't have a conference championship game and and Oregon is deserving, right? But Oregon lost to Auburn. And then if So I hear you in the SEC, and that could create just SEC, you know, chaos. But the fact that that other team that's waiting right there looking happens to be Oregon and happens to have a loss to Mm -hmm. Auburn. And quite frankly, I think there's only like one other ranked team on Oregon's schedule. You know what I mean? So the fact that they lost to Auburn on a neutral site, I think, is a huge thing when you're looking to compare resumes, especially against what's probably going to be other sec teams joe 
I, I, it begins this weekend, which again, this time of year in college football, this is what is so much fun because listen, as much as you go, Oh, not Alabama again, guys, they are, it's still there. I mean, they Mm -hmm. do need some things to happen, but I I don't think anybody's going to say, Hey, we watched Georgia lose and get shut out at home to South Carolina. Does Auburn have the, uh, the athletes to be your damn right. But That's Georgia, right. again, is one of the most talented, is one of the best teams in the country. But they're going to have to earn it, Georgia. I think more than anybody else, Georgia's going to have to earn They already have two wins against two top 25 teams, right? Yeah. They've already got those in the, the bag there. They, they've got, right? So they are good to go as far as schedule goes. And I think that's why they're there in four. It pays to have a tough schedule. You're at a conference schedule, being in the best conference, don't schedule cupcakes. I don't think anybody's arguing well, that Georgia, you know, the loss to South Carolina sucked. It was ugly. But you yeah. can mitigate that loss by saying, guys, they got two wins against two top 25 teams this year, and they didn't skirt any. You know what? They're not playing Citadel. Yeah. So, you know, there you. there is a reason to be able to schedule those tough out-of-conference games early on. No, there definitely is. and the But the other end of the continuum, Joe, mm-hmm. is Clemson. Right. Yes. You know, and, right. and, and the thing is, they got a zero on that side. Right. And that to yep. be you're right, Joe. But we are comparing resumes and all that stuff. Right. Guess what? LSU, Ohio State and Clemson, they ain't got to worry about that because they got a zero there. That's correct. You know what I mean? And yep. so if the zero stays, they're good to go. Um, but that is the other thing. Right. Clemson, people don't think they have the the opponents, let's say. So if they get if they lose game. They mm-hmm. may be screwed. And, and here would be my question, Joe. And this is fun, right? Let's talk chaos. Right. Um, let's say um, the Pac-12 champ wins out, right? So whether it's okay. Utah or Oregon, they're mm-hmm. there, right? And they're something to compare against. What if Clemson loses a close ACC championship game? Right. Exactly. So uh, like a Virginia uh, Tech or a Virginia, whoever yep. it is, right? Mm-hmm. What if they lose, you know, 24-23 in a, in a heartbreaker in the ACC championship game, right? Or similarly, what if, and I think this could be crazy, what if Minnesota beats Ohio State 31-30 in a Big Ten championship game? What do you do right. then? Yeah. Ex- you know? Yep. That to me is the issue. What if one of these top top three lose a very close conference championship game and they'll have no more opportunities to put stuff on their resume, right? Or, you know, like, what happens if Auburn or Georgia or whatever, what happens if LSU loses the SEC championship game by one point? You're going to keep right. them out? I don't I don't think you can. No, I, I really don't. don't. You yeah. You know? Can. Because of so their that's resume the other thing. Beaten. Yep, absolutely. And these conference championship games, listen, Clemson's going to be a double-digit favorite. Ohio State's going to be a double-digit favorite. But yep. it can definitely happen, Joe. You know what I absolutely. mean? Like, I'd be really interested to see what happens if Clemson gets tripped up in the ACC championship game or if Minnesota does add to the chaos by running the table. I don't quite understand. Uh, I I think it's just because there's, and this is where the room, the makeup of the college football committee room comes into play, guys, because it is all ADs and people affiliated with universities around the country. Uh, I got to look at, there is, there has to be a significant Pac-12 voice or voices in that room because I don't understand what their love is of Utah and and Oregon. And and here's what I mean. Oregon Utah's what? 
Utah's got a one. Who's their best win against? Washington? Like, it's not. It's win? And, yeah, I mean, Oregon, what is your best win? Washington? Arizona State? They beat Arizona State. 21-3. The Pac-12, first of all, Utah being ahead of of, uh, Minnesota, I think, is ridiculous. Their best win, Penn State, over your best win, Washington, I don't think it's even close. Like, Penn State, a a Pac-10 team that was a top-four team, I don't understand. Oregon, what is their best win? Utah's other good win is what? BYU? Like, like I said, what? Or- State it was decent, but that's about it. Um, it Oregon. It's like, ugh. yeah, you got Washington. And then the loss, you know, to be quite honest, the best thing on Oregon's schedule it's the loss. is the six-point loss <laughs> to Auburn. Exactly. And yeah. to be honest, I will also say this, Joe. They call it it was a neutral site in opening weekend. That wasn't mm-hmm. no neutral game. That was in the Deep South. That of was in, wasn't that in like Florida, in Jacksonville or something? Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. Right? So not, like that was not a neutral site game. That was right. in SEC country. So yep. I will call that a ro- almost like a road loss in prime time to Auburn. I, I will say it's more of a road loss than a than a neutral site loss. I'll give them that. But a loss to Auburn is the best thing on their schedule. So if you're gonna juxtapose that against Bama. Right. Who? Yeah. They lost have a loss on their schedule, but it's to number one. You know right. what I mean? And, five points. <laughs> and Alabama's beaten at this point, you know, what will be four teams that are ranked in the top 15. If, in right. fact, they run the table, which is what they have to do to even be considered like including that's, that's, Auburn, that's the team that beat you. Right. You know, so that's I, that's why I'm saying the room makeup, I think. There's got to be a significant portion of that room that's that that, that yeah. loves the Pac-12 because Minnesota should be ahead of both Oregon as far as I'm concerned, both Oregon and Utah. You guys, you know, they beat what was the best team in, uh, you know, one of the best teams in the uh, in the Big Ten. So I don't get so, it. But let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Joe. And I'm going to tell you right. Let me let me start by saying you said there are 11 conferences right. in college football, right? 11 plus 5 at large would be 16. That's a nice number to me. But what if the 12 champion mm-hmm. and the Pac-12 champion, major conferences, though, what if both of them are left out? What if Baylor goes undefeated? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Chaos, people. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Guys, you can find us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, Sports Grid Network. You'll have all the fantasy and sports wagering all the time, the advice you need also on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. And you may want to uh, get yourself in the game here tonight. Plenty of action on the card with a DraftKings Sportsbook account because listeners of this show right now, you guys can get yourself a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. Now, here's how it works. You go ahead, create yourself a DraftKings Sportsbook account. You make a deposit, and then you place your first bet. DraftKings, they'll match it. 
with a 50% bonus of up to 500 bucks. Now, the offer is eligible for all users, plus new users. You guys get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks. Just head over to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That is sportsgrid.com forward slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. And happy Wednesday morning here as uh, we are loaded once again on the sports investing slate tonight. The possibilities are endless. He is Dane Martinez. I am Joe Ranieri. And, uh, of course, we love chaos. So putting uh, all sorts of scenarios out there on what can happen uh, with the college football playoffs, and that's the fun part about it is all of this is not probably going to be the same thing here in a couple of weeks, but that's what makes it fun to watch. Uh, there were some other headlines, of course, uh, yesterday late that came across all the sports, uh, all the professional sports ranks, uh, and baseball will get to that. Some bombshell yeah. reports there will get Listen, to. Listen, Joe. That that outro music, that intro music that Bavona just played, the name mm-hmm. of that song is called Blow the Whistle. And yeah. I know he does that sometimes on purpose. I wonder if that was a shout-out to the Houston Astros. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, now you just get yourself a... Uh, I've always wondered what that a... dude in the train above center field is doing all game. A Ver- go get yourself a Verlander jersey. Make life uh, easier there. Freaking sellout that he is. Um, <laughs> but we'll start with Colin Kaepernick in the NFL yeah. because this broke last night yeah. as I was uh, filling in for uh, for Cam there on Game Time Decisions. It was funny. This uh, Schefter had come out. Ian Rappaport had come out. Talked about, uh, oh, by the way, there's a workout this Saturday. And it was amazing. You know, it's that 5 o'clock news dump, which we, we all mm-hmm. kind of shook our head a little bit going, Five o'clock on a Tuesday, and now all of a sudden, Callan Kaepernick is having some sort of workout on Saturday in Atlanta. It, it didn't really make any sense as we as it was coming across because we didn't have a lot of the details. And then, of course, as the night went on, we ended up getting more and more. And what it sounds like is that this whole uh, this whole workout was. A, a big part of what Colin Kaepernick was suing the NFL about oh, that he wanted a fair shot to be able to, you know, make a team and uh, the whole blackballing. And uh, he wanted an ability to be able to have this. So when the NFL worked their deal, settled with him, wrote a wrote a, uh, you know, a check to him, I can promise you in that was this, the opportunity to be able to hold a tryout for the teams. And it looks like Colin Kaepernick had no idea this was coming. In fact, they were kind of blindsided, Colin Kaepernick's people, when the NFL called because they're like, well, all right, can we have it, you know, like on a Tuesday in a week or two, you know, when, I don't know, NFL teams are off because I'm not quite sure who the hell is going to show up on a Saturday. Yeah, what Saturday head coach is going on a Saturday? When the NFL plays on a Sunday, none of it, it doesn't make any Thursday sense. Night football, that's it. <laughs> but there was absolutely zero flexibility, apparently. The NFL said, hmm. nope, it's going to be this Saturday. It's going to be in Atlanta. We'll notify the people. And so Kaepernick tweeted out that he's looking forward to seeing the GMs and coaches. So it looks like this is going to go through, provided he shows up. But the reality is what coaches and what GMs are going to show up at a workout on a Saturday when they're prepping for games on a Sunday. It's not going to happen. But it appears that this is just the NFL's way of going, listen, we told you we were going to do it. We're doing it. 
And oh, yeah, by the way, it doesn't give teams an awful lot of time to sign him anyway because of the deadline that's coming up here in a couple of weeks. So when you put it all together, this is simply the NFL doing the PR, burying this Mm -hmm. and giving Colin Kaepernick exactly what he sued them for. You want a fair shake? Fine. Here's your fair shake. You get to hold the workout. We'll invite everybody. It's completely up to them whether they want to show up or not. This is just um, this is as backhanded as it comes, Dane, with the NFL, man. Big time. Joe, you just said a fair shake. I don't know about that. It's a shake. I don't know if it's right. a fair shake. Well, to you them, know? it's a fair shake. Right. Hey, we told they you. are, in essence, you know, yeah. complying with whatever the le- what was on paper in that settlement, right? Yeah. That's what they're doing. I don't know if it's a quote-unquote fair shake because, to your point, it's on a Saturday. Head coaches, I, they've got stuff to do on Saturday. They're in cities that they ain't leaving to go to Atlanta for, all right? Um, maybe some GMs show up. Maybe some team personnel does show up, the scouting departments and things of that nature, sure. But will he have time to kind of uh, press the flesh, as it were, with the real decision makers? I don't know. You're right. This definitely has to be part of the settlement. I say it every week now on Fantasy Freestyle, Joe. We are up to 16 of the 32 NFL teams that have had to go to at least QB2. There are five teams in the NFL this year that have gone to, had to go to QB3 on their roster. Now, I understand Then Colin Kaepernick was like sort of trending down a little bit. He hasn't played in three years, Joe. He turns 32 years old. So I have no idea if he can do it. But what I do know is that, you know, 16 teams have gone to a backup. A lot have gone to their third string quarterback. I, I, you know, maybe he's not one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the world, but he's probably one of the best 64 or 96, right, Joe? You know, it's just beyond me that, uh, first of all, you know it's a news dump because it didn't get released till after 5 o'clock yesterday. That's right. Uh, Tuesday is usually the day during the week, guys, that teams bring in free agents and, uh, you know, veterans, guys that they're looking to add to either the practice squad. Tuesdays is the day that everyone usually will, anybody outside they might possibly think about signing, that's the day they do it, which Wednesday obviously would have made more sense because you got to change schedule. Like there's a lot of planning that goes into those types of things, but it was a take it or leave it offer from the NFL. You want to be a part of it? Well, set it up, but it's happening Saturday. If you don't, fine, but it's not like we didn't offer it to you, and it's not like we're not trying to get you. Now, they did say – that they will, all of this, the workout will be uh, all taped and will be made available to all 32 teams who can't be there. They will have a, uh, you know, a full uh, recording of everything there at the workout. So if you missed it, you can still see it. Um, Yeah, guys, he is just not, it's just not going to work. Uh, Because even Dane, even if they let him try out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, what NFL team at this point doesn't know that he was available and be what team is going to say, all right, I'll sign him after a workout, after a yeah. workout in Atlanta on a Saturday. What the hell team is going to sign him anyway? Listen, whatever you see in that workout, it's very unlikely that it will dramatically change opinions of him on oh. the field. You know, kind of what he can do. Right. He's probably regressed a little bit. He's been out of action for three years, but 
he was definitely an NFL caliber quarterback three years ago. So if he regresses a little bit, you know, we'll see, right? But I think you're right. And 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 the important part, you mentioned you teased it before. Joe, I believe it's November 30th, okay? That's mm-hmm. the deadline. And I know that because Rob Bob Kraft keeps on talking about them, Rob Gronkowski, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's November 30th, I believe, where they would have to file their papers to kind of be official, uh, to be eligible to be with the team. So Saturday passes, right? What is that? The you know, And then no one's signing them right then and there. So we are then into week 11, right? Or excuse me, week 12. And at that point, you got... What? You're going to have about 10 days to make a decision. But what teams really are going to do that? You know, it's probably the same names, Joe. Like, honestly, Seattle would be interesting to me. <laughs> you know, and I know they've got Geno Smith, who, by the way, called tails on the um, on the uh, overtime. But, like, who would do it? I would find it very hard. Would it be a team like Baltimore, where they already have a guy like that, and it could be in the same system? Would it be a team like Seattle who just took a chance with a guy like Josh Gordon? Or does nobody still want the circus and the drama? Not even that Cap would necessarily do, but that would be completely, you know, constructed by Cap actually joining any team in around week 12 or 13 of the NFL season. It's not going to happen. It ain't going to happen in Indiana. Kansas, it it ain't going to happen in any of the the middle part of this uh, country. Yeah, I can... I can assure you it won't happen there, but uh, listen, I at least now what's going to have to happen is teams are going to have to justify now after this workout, whether they were there or not, why, why they didn't sign right. them, why they didn't make the effort. They are actually going to have to make an effort at least to either view it, have somebody there so they can have a report on it because if he does in this workout, appear to be a in shape and b guys 107 107 different quarterbacks have played since Colin Kaepernick played his last game in the NFL 107 they are going to have to now justify why 107 quarterbacks are given shots or have been given shots and yet he's not so outside of him running a 6440 or throwing the ball ducking at like they are going to at least at the very least have to answer now as to why, especially the teams who need a quarterback or a backup quarterback. Like, so, first of all, I'll tell you, Joe, he ain't going to go out there and work out and practice if he knows he's about to embarrass himself. That ain't not going to happen. He's yeah, going to no, be not. Jake. All right. But, and, then, and he's right, not going to pass the opportunity. Like, hey, why do you go he's with Luke over Cap? Why go Delvin Hodges over Cap? Why go Brandon Allen over Cap? Mm-hmm. That's what people yep. have to answer to. I got a team that could be an interesting one. At least you got to answer. You have to justify why those QB3s that have been out there over Cap. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. home to you i'm through can you sing the song for me boo i got that good love girl you didn't know well he's gonna
going to get, it appears like, on Saturday in Atlanta. Who shows up remains to be seen, but there is going to be some accountability here in the NFL, and the Colin Kaepernick saga will continue, at least in the headlines, for a couple of more weeks. We'll see how it, uh, we'll see how it all pans out. Uh, but the very least, I can't wait till microphones get into some of these owners and GMs' faces and say, so, um, why not now? I mean, let's face it. You've got, who's your backup, Luke Falk? Like, what is the, yeah, like, why not? So it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see what the outcome of this is and how much the NFL is going to get out in front of it because they seem to be doing a very good job of trying to put it on the back burner as soon as possible, which I find hilarious. Talking about accountability, though, we uh, Major League Baseball, uh, the Athletic, ends mm-hmm. up uh, putting out a piece yesterday, and there mm-hmm. is nothing like disgruntled former employees blowing the lid off of things. Kind of the worst kept secret in the world that the Astros were the uh, New England Patriots of Major League Baseball. It is Spygate 2. The Astros have reportedly been stealing signs and nothing that we have not heard before in the past here, guys. This has always been out there, and we just kind of all, even us as fans and then media members, just kind of brushed it under the rug. No big deal. But the truth is, when you've got a former teammate, Mike Fires, uh, blowing the lid off and explaining exactly what the process was, which involved a camera in center field, being hooked up to somewhere in the dugout, and mm-hmm. then there was some sort of banging on a garbage pail code that would allow the hitters to know exactly what the signs were and what pitch was coming. And so, of course, guys were digging in yesterday looking for video. And, you know, the guy that had the biggest home road splits, right, because obviously you can only do this at Minute Maid. The 2017 season in particular that they won the World Series, there was one guy who, at home, it was like Coors Field. On the road, it was about as as pedestrian as humanly possible. So it was was uh, 5'6. No, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't him. No, but that would have been. Oh, I thought it was Altuve that had the biggest. No, no, it was just. There's a ton of like, give Aaron Judge the 2017 MVP award. Yeah, no, it was Marisnik in, in 2017. Oh, okay. This guy's, his splits, and by the way, year after 2018 and just this past year, it's amazing yeah. those numbers went away uh, and uh. he's become pedestrian again. But yeah. in 2017, guys, it wasn't even close. His numbers home and away at Minute Maid were night and day. And of course, listen, they were doing it. You could see it. I don't know how long they've been doing it, by the way. It just really came out. After 2017, where the noise was coming out, and maybe they had stopped it, the Red Sox, the Indian, like everybody's they had a guy, they had a team employee like kicked out of the like camera well. Do you remember that? Yeah, they had a team employee literally in the camera well down first base. That I think it was the Red Sox like complained, and Major League Baseball honored it, and they they removed the guy from sitting there. Like this has been out there. For a while, Joe. And remember also, like, Trevor Bauer talking about their pitchers also? That they, like, have a dramatic jump in strikeout rate or spin rate on their on their pitches? Like, there has been stuff about the Astros for a while, whether it be the, you know, the banging, the whistling, um, you know, that I— 
I joke, but that guy who's chilling in the damn locomotive above center field is by his damn self the entire game, uh, you know, for like three and a half hours, and all he's got to do is like 20 seconds of work. What do you think he's doing the other three hours? And no one's there to watch him, you know? But this has been – it, Joe, I, do you consider this kind of just like – unwritten rules everybody's doing it just don't get caught because me and my, my me and my boys we got a text chain you know we talk sports all the time right and i juxtapose this against joe you remember a few years ago when like michael pineda had a ton of pine tar on his neck and was going to it you know and everyone knew it was there everyone knows it happens but he just went so far over the line that tito francota had to call him out on it do you think like Everyone kind of does this, like if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying kind of thing. Or are the Astros actually a cheating, grimy outlier? No, I, 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 no, I, I don't think everybody puts cameras in center field and tries to steal signs. Uh, I don't. And I think the minute it was blown up years ago and people started uh, back in 2017 when, when people started pointing fingers, You'd have to be absolutely crazy to try and do it anymore because the cat's out of the bag. And it was obvious that once teams caught wind, uh, we don't know how long they were doing it, but I would suspect that the rumblings in 2017 probably came from within Houston. And, Mm. you know, players talk, guys. There's Mm. no real loyalty in a locker room when guys are coming up for contract or don't like the way their arbitration was going. This has been out there for a while, and it only had to come from one place. Otherwise, why would any of us know it? It came from inside that locker room. Now, it happens to be that Mike Fires he he went ahead and, and went on record. But it was prior to that that the leaking was coming out, and you had unnamed managers in the league going, the, right. uh, the Major League Baseball does a poor job of policing this. And I imagine there might be a few teams that are bigger – uh, bigger cheaters in that way than others. Astros leading the way, but do are people trying to steal signs? Of course they are. It's been part of the game yeah, since the beginning of time. But electronically, um, yeah. this this fits into the narrative of the Houston Astros being being that team, guys. They are those people. They are that yep. team. They just fired a. Uh, you notice all the house clearing they're doing up in the front office there yep uh it, it it all came to a head here this season Wasn't guys because like i think sexual harassment with one of the guys in the front office yeah he basically told a uh it was the assistant female general reporter? manager after one of the games went up to a female reporter and was essentially being passive aggressive with his comments about uh about their relief pitcher there who, you know, likes to beat women, that kind of thing. And uh, this partic- yeah, this particular reporter had been very look. critical of them signing him. So what is this, you know, what is this nerdy, you know, assistant general manager? Sure. He starts, you know, he starts being passive aggressive and yelling at her about how yeah. great and how happy they are to have him. And it just yeah, snowballed. It's... And then they denied it. Did you see the, the front office was like, he never said anything like that. And then the owner's like, yeah, no, tape. he did. We're sorry. And, right. so, yeah, and then all of a sudden, up. everybody starts getting fired now. Within the office, all of a sudden, everybody's dropping like dimes. So it's what happens, man. And they were caught, and now everybody knows it. So they have now become the New England Patriots of Major <laughs> League Baseball. Do, do I think more teams were doing what the Patriots were doing? Yeah, yeah probably, Dane. But you know what? They weren't stupid enough to get caught. 
That's right. And you know what you talk about, Joe, is you always say like it comes from within. I I remember this because we're Jets fans. Who mm-hmm. first blew the whistle on the Pats? It was Eric Mangini. Eric it was Gini, Eric Mangini correct. when he became yep. Jets coach and was like, oh, I can't have them doing them this against me because I know they do it. Yep. I got to say something about it, you know. And so it was no surprise. And I, I, I read some of what Mike Fires had to say. And it was interesting. The way he framed it, he was like, nah, I'm just telling the young pitchers on my new team because they're trying to have a career and I can't have them get blown up in their first few starts and then get sent down. I love how he frames it as like this innocent thing. He's just trying to support the young guys on the come up, you know, to know about this. Right. He's like, ah, the veteran pitchers know how to whatever. But the the rookies, I'm just trying to help them out. Like when I was with the Tigers in 2018, I just had to let them know. Uh, yep. But I think that's that's an interesting way to frame it for Mike Fires because you're right. It's 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 spilled milk kind of thing, right? To blow up spots. Absolutely. But that's you know, always but, where those things come from. It's not yeah. because of – nobody's stumbling onto that. It's because right. somebody's leaking that, you know? Exactly. Somebody, it's, Someone, that's why it's so hard to do that because the amount of people that have to be in on it and 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 swore and secrecy is crazy. Every player is going to be on different teams. Like those 20 yeah. whatever guys when football, those 53 guys, we say it all the time, right? Mm. You're never going to have that team or that locker room again. There will be some changes. That means yep. there will be someone on another roster that can, you know, whistleblow for yep. you. Um, you know, but question, Joe, the Patriots had to give up draft picks for Spygate. I mean, will Astros have any kind of actual penalty? And to be quite honest, docking an um, MLB team draft picks, I don't know that that matters, right? No, it does. You know, so what is it? Is it like you change the luxury tax for the Astros? You know, like what do you do if there is – because this is now – let's say they prove it and and MLB has to do something, has to punish them. What would it be? Well, (laughs) the first thing they'd have to do is admit that they screwed up and I'm not sure major league baseball is ever going to do that publicly because again, this is, it's not factual. It's just simply one guy's word over a team, you know? And meanwhile, the team is just like, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. You know what? It's not like the hours of the Astros are going, you know what guys we cheated. We're sorry. We won the world series, even though we won the world series. We're like, so without any sort of concrete proof, I don't know. What do you do with with just one man's word over it? He, and even if it's a couple of people, so what? Like, what? How are you going to prove that if they're going, guys? We didn't do that. You guys are just a bunch of sour grapes. I don't think it's going to wind up being one man's word, though, Joe. You know oh, what I well, mean? Like, like this this is just the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think this will embolden because remember, Mike Fires is not the only former Astro out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or team personnel out there and you're right it could be just words but what if it's not what if one of these disgruntled front office guys or whatever Mm -hmm. has the damn app that they used on the phone or has the whatever that they used you know what i I don't know you know i you're right at this point it's just mike fire's word in the athletic i don't think that's ultimately what the sum total of evidence would be though joe well the baseball's put into a ridiculous spot now because Right. You're bringing you're bringing sports gambling into the equation here, Rob Manfred, right. and we are talking right? we're essentially talking about the integrity of the game. 
So now you want to partner up with FanDuel and others, and you want this to be a part of the game moving forward, then you've got a world champion here in 2017 that we've got guys going, yeah, guys, there was no integrity. We were pretty much, you know, we were stealing signs at home using video equipment that apparently everybody knew. That yeah. World Series, I think it's like game four. They won like 13, 11, and 14 innings. Yeah, yeah, right? no, absolutely. Like yeah. So, by the Astros. you know, you can't possibly on one hand have a relationship with the sports investing universe and then at the same time have an int- have your world champion team, a team that went to the World Series again this year, be embroiled in some sort of integrity issue about you guys were cheating. So, and don't think for one minute they didn't know. Major League Baseball knew. They probably can... <laughs> The reason this guy's numbers went down in 2018 and 19 is because Rob Manfred picked up the phone and said, you so don't stop it this, it's over, right? Like They out. were going to bury the Astros. So the Astros are like, all right, no big deal. We're good. Yep, we're good. Uh, we're fine. But now what do you do? Because how is anybody supposed to take you seriously from a gaming perspective if you've got teams that are cheating? And I listen, I do think other teams are I in do. some way trying to utilize technology to gain an edge. Absolutely. Just don't get caught. Get caught. Like, I've heard for years, and we should ask Gabe, I've heard for years that the Blue Jays do something flashing things in the hotel windows above center field in uh, Sky Dome, right? Or Rogers Center. Like, I've, I've, we've heard all sorts of things, you know? We've heard everything from, like, oh, Brett Gardner banging on the dugout is a signal. We've Listen, Joe, I played baseball up until the college level. I was a Rudolph hitter. When I was on second base, I had signals to the batter. With mm, the bar I would use when I was making my lean and stuff. It's, it's rules unwritten rules. Don't yeah, but using up. electronics and technology is a different realm than... Trying to notify somebody because I can see into the catcher. It's a different ball game. I hear you. Don't get caught. Don't get caught. Morons. They can't be complicit with the Astros. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, so it's uh, it's interesting as you dive into the uh, the report from the Athletic, and it's uh, you, you start getting a, a really interesting picture of what this Astros organization is. Which, if you believe what these guys, and only Mike Fires has actually gone on record, the uh, the other people, four total, within the Astros organization have um, have been speaking to them, and, and they did the report on it, but Fires actually stamped his name on it. Apparently, it happened early on in 2017. Yep. And the reason it happened, which I thought was interesting, was that because there was a player who had played for another team that benefited by doing this and brought it up. Brought it to Houston. So they, yeah, while in Houston. So apparently somebody else, I guess, on the team had said, you know what we did over at so-and-so. We used to do this when I was on the Royals or whatever. Exactly. And then that's what opened that can of worms for Houston 
at least according to the guys in the story, that it wasn't they weren't the inventors of this, that they were, in fact, they were alerted to it by one of their players saying, guys, we used to do it. It worked really good. And he told a player who was having a really hard time at the plate. So apparently one of the coaches and this player who they didn't name. But again, you you, you look at the numbers. They don't lie. Um, They apparently embarked on this and that's what they were doing. But they also truly believe that, listen, everybody else is doing it. Why Why not us? And that was the justification where, listen, we didn't know about this. We were told this is what's going on. So we're like, well, screw it. When we're playing the Royals or or whoever. Whatever. Why I don't want to, it may not be the, the Royals. I just threw that it? out. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, but I'm saying, you know, I mean, why should we be the only sure. ones without it? The I mean, Cubs were also huge um, proponents of apparently doing anything necessary to be able to get an edge. And that's been known forever. But even Major yeah. League Baseball said it, you know, that while the Cubs, there had been a lot of complaints against the Cubs. Well, no crap. You know, why is it always the winning teams? Mm-hmm. You notice that, Dane? If this yeah, was because... the Royals or Detroit, would anybody care? No, probably not. You know, maybe the Marlins are doing this right now. <laughs> you know, and it doesn't Who matter. Who cares, right? You know what that sounds like to me, Joe, when you started saying that? It sounds like the book, uh, like Game of Shadows. It sounds like Barry Bonds being like, I see all these guys doing it. <laughs> imagine if we, imagine if we did it, you know? That's how it's all written. Do it. You yep. just can't go like too far over the line 